Hola, and welcome to Whiskey and Earth, a podcast about whiskey, bourbon, and many other things. This is Christian, the host, and today we have an episode about Cow Isla, a 12-year-old single malt whiskey from Adelaide. A little bit about the history of this distillery. Cow Isla is derived from the Gaelic word Cow Isle. It translates as Sound of Isle, or it can be literally translated as Isle Strait, in reference to the distillery's location overlooking the strait between Isle and Jura, two islands in Scotland. It was founded in 1846 by Hector Henderson. The distillery originally did not fare that well, and it changed hands in 1854 when Norman Buchanan, owner of the Isle of Jura distillery, took over. In 1863, the business was acquired again by Bolo Clayton Company of Glasgow. They were traders in whiskey stocks, and then Duncan Justin was the distillery manager of the time. This is a famous name, and it's because Duncan was the nephew of John Johnston of Lagabulin and a cousin of the Lafrick Johnstons. So it was a lot of like family know-how and whiskey business in there. By the 1880s, over 607,000 liters of whiskey were produced each year on the distillery. Um, then they went into a voluntary liquidation, and a consortium of businessmen formed the Cow Isla Distillery Company Limited. In 1927, the distiller's company acquired a controlling interest in the Cow Isla, and in 1930, uh, the Scottish Mile Distillers Limited obtained ownership of all the shares. The distillery closed in World War II from 1942 till 1945 because the wartime restrictions and the supply of barley to distillers. You know, it was a hard time, so whiskey was not on the top of the list in there. From then, production uh, continued until 1972, then the entire structure of the distillery was demolished. A larger distillery was built, designed by the famous George Leslie Darch in the same architectural style uh, that many of his older trademark works have. Production resumed in 1974 and the company eventually became part of Diageo. A bit of extra info about this whiskey. The whiskey, well, is one of the lighter Isle whiskeys. It's pale in color, it's peaty, floral, and it has some peppery notes. In addition, it's being sold as a single malt, which is used, it, it is absolutely used heavily, around 95% of their production in blends, such as Johnny Walker Black Label since 1999. The distillery also produces a non-peated uh, Highland spirit, so most of the whiskey from the distillery goes to make blends. And knowing Johnny Walker, they have the highest standard, so it is an excellent, it's an excellent endorsement. The awards, well, different expressions of the Cow Isla have generated a highly rated spirit ratings. The 12-year-old, which is the one we're analyzing today, uh, for example, received two double gold, three gold, and one silver medal from the San Francisco World Spirits Competition between 2005 and 2010. It also received an above-average score of 90 to 95 from wine enthusiasts in 2005. The 18- and 25-year-old expressions, uh, they're not as frequently rated by outside agencies, they score very well. 
Some tech specs about this whiskey. Uh, the region is Isle, Scotland. Uh, the distiller is called Isla. The mash bill is 100% malted barley. The cask is an ex-bourbon, which is usually used for single malts. Uh, the age is 12 years. ABB, uh, alcohol volume is 43% or 86 proof for American listeners. And the price at this point, it was $68. So for the review itself, I gotta say the eye, I found it as a light toffee color. Uh, the nose, it is has a little bit of honeyed pear, uh, vanilla cupcakes. I don't know why I got that so much, the cupcake idea and that. I think I have been craving cupcakes at the time, but yeah, I got that note. A smoked meat, melon, and a little bit of iodine, which is not uncommon for Islay whiskeys. Then also the last note had a sense of uh, dried apples and spice. Kind of like the candles that have apple and spice, that kind of sense. The palate, it has a very meaty, like smoked meat palate. Uh, the honey pear, uh, cinnamon, and then the second secondary notes were like graham crackers, a melon, a little bit of waxiness on the citrus and uh, light bits of spice. Um, then I got a little bit of an oily flavor at the end, which was enjoyable. I can't complain about that. The finish, it is definitely a long charge meat. So it's a very like smoky, like barbecue place. Maybe not the flavor of the meat itself, but when you walk into a steakhouse or a, or a barbecue place and you get like the char kind of flavor just by the environment, that's the finished flavor you get. Uh, then it's body, it matches well with the vanilla cupcakes and, uh, and a little bit of honey fruit. It has a little bit of waxy and uh, um, plasticky aftertaste. Not my favorite, but it's not enough to, to diminish the quality of the whiskey. Uh, for the balance, the body and feel, I gotta say it's a nice, nicely balanced whiskey. It's a medium body and a warm light feel. I, I enjoy it thoroughly. Um, overall, Kalila is the definition of, uh, of a daily drinker, of a, like an easy going, uh, daily drinker Islay, if there's such thing, because, you know, Islay's are a very specific kind of flavor. Uh, has enough subtleties and complexities to be interesting, but it's not brutal enough to, to wear out the palate. I mean, it's not an Octomoro, like a real rough Lavagulin that I love, but for daily, it's a little bit rough. Uh, it's wonderfully tasty, it's aromatic, it's a great drum that delivers a very crisp and clean uh, notes across the senses. And it has enough peat to make it interesting for LA, for LA fans. Um, I like the lighter fruity overtones and uh, enjoy it thoroughly. So I gotta give it a good review. So it is 9 out of 10. Well, this is the end of today's episode. A little disclaimer before we close the, the episode. Uh, I had this whiskey on a social setting a while ago and I used a tumbler instead of the my traditional method of using a glinking glass and sampling on different stages. So it might affect a little bit of the rating, but it will be worth revisiting eventually. Uh, you can always find the Whiskey Nerd in English and Spanish, and you can listen to in Spotify, Google Podcast, Breaker, Radio Public, Anchor, Apple Podcast, and in Overcast. You can send me an email and ask for episodes or have any questions, comments at, uh, at l.whiskey.nerd at gmail.com, or you can find me on Instagram, which is where I am most active, at lwhiskeynerd, uh, whiskey with an E. So, as always, thank you for the preference and salute.